What's going on, everybody? This is a new episode of the Post Game Report. So on my Twitter feed, I believe it's JB Veda Photos or something. Follow me if you haven't. I don't post as much. I definitely don't post a lot of console war babble. To me, that's come and gone months ago. Like, there really is no competition at this point. So... The review scores for Forza Horizon 5 came out, and it's averaging, you know, in the 90s or whatever, low 90s on Metacritic and stuff like that. A few websites gave it a perfect score, one of them being a score, excuse me, one of them being IGN. They gave it a 10 out of 10. Now, (laughs) it is impossible for me to take any reviewer serious nowadays especially after what happened with cyberpunk where in my opinion you know people were saying influencers were duped blah 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 i could see being duped during the preview phase but not during the review phase because if you say you were duped during the review phase of cyberpunk Then you didn't play the entire game and you had no business reviewing the game. So that's, you know, that's thought that that conversation is coming gone. So here we are. And the reason why I brought up cyberpunk was because it was getting ridiculously high scores. And then when the game, the game finally came out for consoles and even PCs, it was a total freaking mess. Glitches, bugs, all kind of shit. It's still an incomplete mess. So people couldn't even finish the quest. So that game received a lot of high scores. The developers came out and said, look, we don't get bonuses unless this game reviews very well. So here is a situation where developers and reviewers got together and said, all right, let's uh, make this bonus work. Now, I'm not saying that there's a similar situation with uh, Forza 5 or Forza Horizon 5 because the Forza Horizon series has always been fun. It always looked good. It was always a good game and it always reviewed well. So there's no reason to think that Forza Horizon wouldn't review well. But for it to receive a 10 out of 10 from one of the oldest publications and one of the more recognizable publications, and that is IGN, to me, that's a crock of shit. And it just proves how 95% of the quote-unquote video game journalists that we see nowadays are full of shit. Because... There is no way that Forza Horizon 5 deserves a perfect score. There aren't many video games that are perfect. You're talking about an arcade racer that has a lot of bugs that people who have played it had said, yeah, it's, you know, it's cool. It's Forza Horizon 4, but with a, you know, on a different map with slightly better graphics. There is nothing that has advanced Forza Horizon to a new level. There is no super 
intellectual story that is going to grasp the the player, and that's not what it's meant to do. So how can a game, how can an arcade racer be 10 out of 10? Maybe the fun factor is 10 out of 10, right? That could be possible. I remember, I believe it was, what, EGM? They used to rate games like that, like fun factor, you know, break it down into different categories. I could be wrong about the magazine, but there was a magazine that used to review the fun factor. And that that matters, right? Because when we play video games, depending on the genre, you want to have a good time. And if you're playing an arcade racer, a la Outrun, Burnout, you know, <laughs> you want to have fun playing those games. Ridge Racer, which was arcadey, but not super arcadey. Motor Storm, you know, those over-exaggerated racing games that, you know, do the impossible. Uh, so here is IGN, right? That is like if the Daily News went out and reviewed a movie and said it was a 10 out of 10. And the movie was okay. Now that happens too. <laughs> like I was watching, um, man, I forgot the name of the movie, right? It was kind of disappointing, but it received like really good, you know, reviews from critics. And I thought it was okay. I was like, all right, Dune, as a matter of fact, Dune. Dune, the new one on HBO Max, is a visual masterpiece. I mean, that looks, the movie looks beautiful. But it is not what some reviewers said it was. <laughs> some people were saying it was the movie of the year. Some people were saying it was the movie they've all been waiting for. You know, once you hear stuff like that, you're like, ah, oh, come on, man. You're full of shit. So, yeah. Yeah. We watched Dune. You know, it was, you know, for, for it was a good movie. Anything that you can say that is good, it's worth watching. A great movie. It's worth buying when it comes out on, uh, you know, Ultra Blu-ray or whatever. An excellent movie. I mean, that's something that you buy, you know, every iteration that comes out. Uh, digitally, special edition, collector's edition, all that shit, right? That, those are the movies or games that you talk about generation after generation. So, to me, an excellent movie is like The Godfather, right? A movie like The Thing in 19, I believe, 81, 82, that was critic, critically bashed. It didn't help that it came out with E.T., right? Like the same time during E.T. But then what happened? It became a freaking, uh, it had a cult following. It's still one of the greatest sci-fi movies ever created. But it was freaking heavily criticized and rated low at the time. And to me, it was one of my favorite movies ever. One of my favorite video games? Of course, you have to say The Last of Us 2. Why? Because, number one, The Last of Us 2 did things The Last of Us 1 just couldn't do because of the technology. You saw the attention to detail 
whether it was the bag swinging on their backs or them reloading a gun or them changing a freaking clip from a gun or whatever, the grass moving when you moved. I mean, so much attention to detail uh, was present in The Last of Us 2 that wasn't present in The Last of Us in the first one. And obviously because, you know, we're talking about PlayStation 4 versus PlayStation 3. Then you talk about the story where they totally took, you know, one of the most popular characters and, you know, he, he died, uh, you know. And you shouldn't know by now who the hell I'm talking about. So, and not only that, you had to play as the killer at some point during the game and find out that story and what were the motives behind that person wanting to kill the other person. And that pissed off a lot of people, but it also intrigued a lot of people, way more people than actually, you know, it intrigued people and it gained great scores. And that portion of people outnumbered the portion of people who hated what they saw in the spoilers. So, yeah, that's why I put The Last of Us 2 as one of the, the pinnacles of video game storytelling and uh, visual detail controls. I mean, it's just, you know, near flawless, right? There's issues with every freaking video game. These things are not perfect. So to call a game like Forza Horizon 5, perfect, a 10 out of 10, is a complete crock of horse pucky. And you can't trust freaking journalists anymore. Specifically video game journalists. Because what's going to happen is Halo Infinite is going to come out next month. It too will receive 10 out of 10 from IGN. And they'll say things like, Halo is back. It feels so much like Halo Combat Evolved. This is the Halo of all, you know, stuff like that, right? But what happens when more games come out for the Xbox, right? And this is not an Xbox thing. This is a journalistic thing. Like, I could totally see a situation where when Gran Turismo 7 comes out for the PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4 next year, I could totally see a situation where they give it bad reviews or low reviews because it's too realistic. <laughs> you know, like the driving is too realistic and... uh you know, wasn't fun. So I'm taking, you know, points away from that. I could totally see that happening. I can totally see that happening. Now you put, you know, Forza in a position where it, number one, doesn't deserve a 10 out of 10. As an overall score. Once again, maybe the fun factor is 10 out of 10. I could totally see that. That's justifiable in my book. But when you give a, an entire game. That means everything is flawless. No bugs, but we've seen bugs. Non-stop action, and I've seen people streaming where they're looking for people to race against. A graphical leap over anything in the racing genre. Uh, I just mispronounced genre, like, <laughs> badly, right? That is not Forza Horizon 5. I'm sorry. There is nothing that has, that is a, genera a generational leap 
with Forza Horizon 5. And obviously, it has to work on an Xbox One. So I totally understand that. But people at IGN and the other people who have given it a perfect 10 out of 10 or perfect score, period, they're full of shit. Just plain and simple. And you just, listen, it's hard to, I'm not the type who relies on reviews, but there are a few places that I, I trust somewhat, right? Like I value some of their thoughts. And so I'll listen to them or I'll, I'll watch their reviews to get an idea how certain things are going to go. And if it, if I can, if I get a good vibe of what they're showing and what they're talking about, then I'll, I'll buy the game. But there's only a few websites that I will actually read or watch and believe in what they're saying. And that's, you know, one of them is easy allies, you know? So, and of course I can look at social media and get, and get a, a, a proper feel of how the game is. And then I'll watch people playing it, you know, like a racing game. I know there's not going to be any spoilers. So I'll watch people streaming it. I'm like, all right, you know, racing is, isn't really my thing. So I, I somewhat stay away from them. I used to like racers, but not anymore. But a game like, you know, Halo Infinite, I'm not going to watch people playing it on stream, the single player uh, campaign that is. I'm not going to watch them because it's going to spoil things for me. So I have to rely on my own gut feeling based on some reviewers. And I guarantee I'm going to see a shitload of tens because for some reason, for some reason, and I pretty much know why, there are these journalists who are too close with the people at Xbox and they are doing these favors. They are, you know, giving them the pat on the back. I've even heard journalists say that Xbox has finally put things together and are dominating this year. Ridiculous clickbait bullshit. And their readers are also saying this shit. And then, of course, I don't listen to the Xbox, you know, extremists because they're going to say whatever they're going to say no matter how badly xbox is doing so basically what these journalists are saying is that you know from september to last year <laughs> of you know last november for the entire year playstation has been delivering great experiences but that doesn't mean anything because you know what we've gotten flight simulator on xbox We've gotten an arcade racer in Forza Horizon 5. And next month, we're getting a free-to-play first-person shooter. So Xbox is dominating. <laughs> That's the mentality that people are... Uh, well, that is the narrative some websites are pushing and some fans are pushing. Now, I can see that from the, the extremists. But when it involves people from YouTube who call themselves influencers, who have large numbers of, of uh, viewers, excuse me, and then popular websites like IGN pushing this narrative, then you see a pattern. You see a freaking pattern. For example, last generation, 
when IGN, as a matter of fact, several websites, when they reviewed the PlayStation 4 and the, and the Xbox One, they gave them the same score. <laughs> we all know, I mean, look, proof is in the pudding. We know which console last generation did the best, had the best games, performed the best. It was the PlayStation 4. But instead of, because they came out a week apart. So they tried to put them together for those views. And then at the conclusion, it was just basically, yeah, they're, they're both the same. Right? Drawing people in, letting them read throughout the freaking article, and then giving them a disappointing conclusion when you knew. Just on the way the Xbox One launched without certain aspects that were easily integrated on the 360, such as voice chat working, you knew the thing was, was a total mess. But yet they put the PlayStation 4 on the same plateau. So you knew, I knew anyway, I knew right there and then that there was this freaking favoritism or this, yeah, favoritism, I guess. Because listen, I used to be chummy chummy with a lot of Xbox people and I know that's their thing. I know that is their thing. So I am not making up any bullshit like some of these people, some other podcasts or YouTubers. That's their thing. That is how they get people to suddenly give a game 10 out of 10 when it doesn't deserve it. <laughs> and watch when Halo Infinite comes out. That is going to receive a bunch of 10s, a bunch of perfect scores, and all they're going to say is that Halo is back. It feels so much like Halo Combat Evolved, blah, blah, blah. And listen, nobody's, there aren't many people currently on YouTube or podcasting that are, that are as big of a Halo freak as I am, who has invested as many hours in the Halo uh, games community as I have. And... Of course, I got to take the wait and see approach because I'm not going to review it. And I haven't played the multiplayer early access thing or whatever, the beta or whatever. So I have to wait and see. I have to wait and see just like everybody else. But I will I guarantee we're going to see the usual influencers suddenly pop up, speak about how amazing Halo Infinite is. It's single player. It's multiplayer. And they're going to push this thing to no end. And so will the usual people that we see in certain websites that should have more integrity because they've been around for so long. They're going to be pushing this narrative too. And that's going to really screw things up for people who read reviews because all of a sudden a, an arcade racer gets a perfect 10 on one of the biggest websites well, on one of the biggest video game related websites in the world, one of the oldest and biggest. Now they put, <laughs> where, do, where do they go next? Where does IGN go next when reviewing games? Granted, they could say, oh, it was a different individual who reviewed it, but that's not how it goes. You see IGN, you see the score, and you put both of them together. Regardless of what genre is being reviewed, who's reviewing it, 
how long they've been into arcade racers. People don't associate it like that. They associate IGN.com with a perfect 10 for Forza Horizon 5. <laughs> and that's a joke. That is a fucking joke. So anyway, I'm going to wrap it up. I've been mumbling too long. Let me know on my Twitter. I believe it's at JV Beta Photos. Let me know what you think of this episode and what you think of Forza Horizon 5. Hey, I'm not saying people can't enjoy it. I'm not saying that Forza Horizon 4 was bad. When I played it, I had fun with it. Did I buy it? No, because it's not my thing. You know, I played a demo, had a good time. That was it. I know what to expect. I did, back in the day, used to enjoy Forza Motorsport a lot. So, it's not like I never played the franchise. But to give, to call it a 10 out of 10, oh, I don't want to start this again. But anyway, you guys take care. This is a new, uh, this ends another episode of the Postgame Report. Until next time, I'm JVB. You guys take care. <laughs>